what's up everybody welcome back how ha- ha- have we had a good weekend I, I i i can't even say the title of the show have we had a good weekend welcome back to controlled chaos episode number 32 we've had madness owen how are we feeling we haven't had a good weekend zach <laughs> we just we just haven't oh i don't <laughs> I don't want to start it off like this, but we just have it. Is, is it time for you Marvin's know? room or is that for No, later? I've no, I've I've moved on. I've moved on. I've I've recovered since uh since Saturday night. And uh there were some there were some great games over the weekend that we're gonna have to cover. Uh some some huge upsets, some fifteen seeds, some thirteen seeds, uh, a fourteen seed. Um yeah. fourteen seed, oh there you say fourteen seed. A fourteen seed. Anyway, uh, before we get into music, let's start out by letting you know that we're going to bring a more in-depth coverage of the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight, which are happening. If you're watching this when this drops, are happening this weekend, that episode will be dropping on Thursday the 25th. And you will have all the analysis you will need to prepare yourself to watch this next weekend of games. This week, we're going to go over on the main show... You know, what happened, what went down, what was the madness, uh, and then prepare you for next weekend on Thursday. So, without further ado, let's hop right into music. And music's not too shabby either. We have Benny the Butcher, the plugs I met too. What do we think? Yeah. Oh, man, that was a good album. I, I'm a huge fan of Benny the Butcher in general. Um, I think he's one of the better members of Griselda, uh, that that whole record label. And I, I enjoy... You know, as as weird as it is for for a, a white kid from the suburbs like me to be saying it, I enjoy like you know trap music, plug like talking about plugs, coke rap, guns, that kind of thing. drugs, drugs and guns. And yeah, guns, it was, it's, it's, hookers, it's just cocaine. hard. Sometimes, I, exactly. Sometimes you just listen to it and it just sounds good. And um, that was that was kind of how I felt. I loved the production on it. Uh, I loved his vocal performances. There were a couple good features in there. Got a two chains appearance. That was nice. Uh, it's, it's not my album of the year or anything like crazy, but I, it's a, it's a good album. It is good. It was good. It was very good. Um, you know, it was better in my opinion. We're going to switch gears kind of, and it's code of the Fred. That was an amazing album. Polar opposite. Um, the exact opposite of guns and drugs. Code of the friend is just a guy that's living life and enjoying. And he, he loves to shoot some bars at us every now and then. And he did in this album, uh my oh my what an album that was you know i i made a little pilgrimage out to tucson owen pilgrimage out to tucson last thursday and i was wondering when the music was gonna drop because once you if you've never made the drive from phoenix tucson once you get out of phoenix you are looking at nothing but barren desert so on the way back it's pitch black let's go Mm -hmm. ahead and let's turn on some coda and i was just jamming with coda on the way back it was amazing I really enjoyed that album, and it was it was really good. It was really really good. Yeah, yeah. It, it was something different from him too. I think it was his. I, I enjoyed it more than any of his other projects before. I think a lot of his music before has just been easy on the ears. A lot of you know, obviously, lo-fi type music like the beats are super lo-fi. Uh, but he he did kind of take a step in a, in a different direction here, working with Static Selected throughout the project. Uh, a guy who's worked with Joey Badass quite a bit. Uh, who we're going to touch on later. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I did think it was a little bit different. There were a little bit harder, harder basses and bass in the background, some harder drums. Uh, it didn't feel as much like lo-fi. He had some, you know, harder hitting songs. 
uh, Wolves, even the opening track was the one that, you know, kind of got me off on, on that little, little direction. Uh, and, and I did enjoy it more than his other music, not to say that I don't like anything else that he's ever put out, but I, I do think that this is his most impressive project to this point. I think it's the one that's, you know, taken the most, the most effort to create, at least from a production standpoint and from a musical standpoint. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I, I like, we, we, we touched on this. We like when artists don't stick with the status quo and that's not what he did here. He, like you said, worked with the new producer, got, got some stuff going and it, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, and I, I, one thing that I was anticipating to enjoy Owen that I really didn't get the chance to besides one song, that's the Justin Bieber new album. Uh, it was oh, very man. meh. I didn't Very expect it to be good. Meh. I mean, let's be honest. And if we're be- after it- after Yummy last year. Yeah, you got that yum yum. Sing it, sing it, sing it. Oh, what a no, jam! I'm good. You're good. I, I, I've I've blocked that song out of my mind. Yeah, I've completely removed myself. Removing uh, from removing. that from that era of Justin Bieber, and I I continue to just kind of refuse uh, to accept that that song even existed. That that people enjoyed that. Uh, and this album, I didn't get any farther than the song with Daniel Caesar and Gideon. Yeah, if we're being honest, uh, everything else kind of put me off. That's, that's the, the only, only song, song I listened really to. Listen to. Yeah, and and exactly. even on that, give Giveon's verse, in my opinion, carried the song. Uh, ju- not to say that the, either of the other guys had bad performances, but uh, compared to Giveon, I do think they were somewhat underwhelming. Yeah, um, I was really only excited. For being, I mean, I'm not a big believer. Uh, I was just really excited because. No. No. Daniel Caesar's name as well as Givian on the same. Now, it, Daniel Caesar Givian collab album. I don't know what I would do, oh but God. that song was very. It was very good. I, I just like the parts where Daniel Caesar and Givian spoke. Um, mm. It was really good. Givian, like you said, Givian's verse was probably better than Danny's. But that's not to say Danny's was bad. Danny's was a solid verse, solid. In, in, in the song as well, it, it's going to get a lot of radio airplay. Uh, I think it's, it's. I didn't. I didn't listen to the album, but it's probably the second best verse on the album behind Givian's. Yeah. Um, and I so. want to say it's still number one. Yeah, it, it, it's number one on the charts right now. That song, Peaches. Wow. Uh, so good for them. Shout out to Pooh Shiesty, Back in Blood, still number three on the charts. Feeling Jeez. a little shiesty. Look at him go. Look Poo at Shiesty. Pooh. Pooh. Do you know what else? I was, okay, not to get off track here, but you know what else? You, no. you listen to it. You listen to Benny the Butcher, Owen. I was yeah. on Kevin Gates' kick this entire week, okay? <laughs> He's trending on TikTok, oh, man. God. Big Gangsta. That is the song of the century. Dude, we've we've been on that song. We've for been so on long. big. I've been on big Gangsta since freshman year of high school, bro. Like oh that's my a God, jam. That song's that song's amazing. It is. I, I sonically, lyrically, I would put it. I would hold it in the same regard as like, I don't know, "Good Day" by Ice Cube. Like it, it's just one of those songs <laughs> you can just play, okay? Like, oh it, man. Oh my God. I'm a big gangster. And then there's a new one. It's it's Big Steppa. We talked about this like two weeks ago. But oh Big Steppa, he he uses the same flow. He's like, mm, I'm a big stepper. Stepper. He's a stepper. <laughs> so funny, bro. Oh, anyway, man. didn't mean to get off track here because we also have some more good music, including a new album from Lana Del Rey. It's not my it's not my cup of tea. I'm just gonna be completely honest with you. I I I'm going to keep it a buck. I hate Lana Del Rey. I can't explain it uh, other than just, I don't know, her, her presence on social media, uh, her kind of like breathiness to her voice yeah. pisses me off. Uh, the, the lyrics, the lyrics are corny. 
Um, I I don't know. I I understand. Like when I'm listening to her music, I, there's a part of me that understands. Like, yeah, I guess this is well-made music. Uh, but there's another part of me that's like, why why am I not turning this off? I genuinely just don't enjoy this. There's not a second of this song that I just listened to that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I got through the first song and, uh, there were like the first, like 20 seconds I didn't mind. And then after that, when she actually got into the chorus and I like heard what she was saying, I was like, yeah, never mind. Pass. Uh, so I didn't re- I didn't listen to the rest of that album. Uh, I'm sorry if I offend anyone by saying you're going to offend a lot of people. Alan. You're going to you think a lot of people. Yeah. Oh man. Oh no. I, I, I don't like her either. Uh, I, it's just not my cup of tea. I understand if you like listening to Lana Del Rey. I, you know, if you're a fan, you're a fan. Go uh, for it. Norman Rockwell. Norman effing Rockwell. That's all we need. I, I mean, That's all we need to say. I, I just, I'm, I feel like we should just address it. We are not Anthony Fantano. We don't have to have, like, opinions on every single thing that drops uh, mm-hmm. music-wise. We can mention it, uh, but we, we are not required to like music if it's objectively good. We can still dislike it. Uh, and I feel like her music, to an extent, is at least objectively good and critically acclaimed. Uh, but you will never catch me listening to Lana Del Rey, and that's that. And that's that. That's it. AJR. No. What you What Lana you are gonna? What, what, what? Oh no. AJR is AJR is fifty times worse. But Bam. Lana Del Rey is like still pretty far down there. Jail. Um, what What, what are, you will what catch me listening catch to though is Ziploc by Saba. Uh, mm. He dropped He dropped another two pack of songs this past weekend. Uh, not to be confused with Shakur, but um, they were pretty good. I liked Ziploc especially uh I, I i don't know it's it's kind of just reached a point where like i'm waiting for an album because i feel like he's dropped enough singles that he could just put them together and releases an album kind of like what Giveon has done mm-hmm. uh but but he's just not doing it yet because uh, i i don't know how many two packs of songs he's dropped i dropped i feel like this is the third one so he has at least like six songs that aren't on albums uh if i'm not mistaken so I guess we're just waiting on that at this point uh i would take another album gladly i don't think it's gonna be better than care for me but you know what who knows keep our keep our hopes up hopes definitely keep them up for sure uh i i did enjoy i like the little package he's been doing uh over the course of the past Mm -hmm. couple of months so uh i would love to see an album drop and i think i would like to see an album drop more from idk than saba because i love idk him him he's fun to listen to him lil keen and baby keem are like these three guys i can just vibe with you know um just he's got an energy yeah exactly and he, he he likes looping his songs i like that too uh but anyway getting back onto the subject just like martin from idk song you heard as the intro to our wonderful episode 32 it, it, it's a whale of a song whale of a track um i i like this guy i i need him to drop more music immediately yeah Absolutely. I remember this. I think this is the second time we've talked about IDK on this podcast. He released a single last year, too, that we uh, that we liked quite a bit. But um, Chase the Money production on this. Chase the Money. Always Chase love the that. Money. Got the we got the producer tag at the beginning. Uh, and, and this song, this song was it's just fun to listen to. Honestly, it's just easy to listen to. Uh, it goes hard. Uh, the beats always always nice on an IDK song. He does a little bit of the production himself. Uh, even even has uh, an interpolation of "Give Me That" by Webby featuring Bun B. So you gotta mm. love that. Shout out UGK. Um, yeah. So you you gotta love you gotta love the uh, the throwback there to some of the uh, Houston greats even. Hell yeah! Hell but yeah! 
you know what uh that's another good song and another song that i absolutely love that's i don't think it's gonna be for everyone but i can't stop listening to it it might be the song i've listened to the most from this past friday and i'm kind of embarrassed to admit it uh it's long-legged larry by aesop rock uh it's a song by legendary lyricist and um you know lyrical lyrical spiritual rap master aesop rock and it's just a song about a frog that's all it is it's it's literally just lyrics uh he's just talking about a frog with long legs that's named larry larry the frog and i i can't get enough of it <laughs> i really can't uh because I, I i don't know what it is it's just like long-legged larry was a frog at the pond uh jump so high might miss him while he gone that's Bar. the first two lines of the song it's so cute uh, he chased a squirrel. Ooh. Um, yeah, you know, there's, yeah, it's, it's literally just, oh my God. I, I love the song. I don't know why, but I love it. That's uh, beautiful. It, it's, it's, honestly, it's literally like, like, it's literally like child rap, It's poetry but I, I can't stop listening to it. It's poetry. It's literally emotion. like, it, it even says it on the genius page. It's his second time departing from his normal style and experimenting with making rap for children. Uh, so I, I guess goo goo gaga. Goo goo gaga. Um, <laughs> I'm no. baby. I'm if, baby. If it's if it's made for children, then I'm baby. Owen is baby, ladies and gentlemen. Owen is baby. But uh, that's great. It's awesome. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I was not ashamed to admit he's baby. That's it. And then and we live by that. That that those are the words. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I actually absolutely. haven't gotten the chance to listen. This is the same. This is the same ilk of Puppy for Hanukkah, and the Megan Trainor <laughs> Christmas. It really album. is. Um, it's great. Yeah. It's awesome. It's beautiful. Hang it's beautiful. it in the loo. It's it's good stuff. Shout out to Larry. Uh, so, oh, and you have this in the notes. I I haven't been cultured enough, I guess. Joey badass is an idiot when it comes to science. Can you can you? Oh yeah. He, what happened? Uh, it's I I want to say we're recording this on Monday. So yeah, Monday morning. Uh, Joey went on to Twitter and decided that social distancing was no no longer for him. Uh, let me get some exact quotes. He said. Uh, it's sad how much this pandemic has enabled people to treat each other. Social distancing is inhumane. This society is governed by fear, and it's so sad that you blind folk can't see past what the external forces provide for you. Big words. Uh, I'm done arguing with anyone. I know most people won't agree with me because most people are dull-minded and reliant. I have no energy for you folk. The difference between me and y'all is I'm governed by self. Good day. Good day. So he basically just got tired of, you know, paying attention to science and said, you know what? I'm built different. I don't need science. Uh, I'm Joey Badass. So I kind of just do what I want at this point. And um, every it feels like every week my patience is tested a little more by musicians. And I just have to try a little bit harder to separate myself uh, or to separate the music that they make from the person themselves. Because... Uh, just hearing that from from a rapper who who made 1999 when he was 17 years old, mm. uh, it it just takes a little bit away from it. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I feel like Joey is in fact misinformed on this one, and uh, we we might need to uh, take a step back, just all of us collectively. And um, you know, I think he just needs to take a minute. Take a, take a second. Take take a, take a little second. It's okay, you know. Everybody has those days. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has those days. And good on Joey Badass, I guess, for, I, I don't know. Freedom of speech. That's America, yeah? He's speaking his mind. Speak your mind. Uh, Speak your truth. For, for better or for worse. Exactly. Go Joe. Go Joseph. Joseph. Joseph, Joseph, you you wonderful boy. Um, 
You know what's been wonderful, Owen? To close out our music what's segment, that? you you Twitter DM'd me something at around five o'clock Pacific Standard Time, and I've been thinking about it ever since. And it, that would be Migos public service announcement. There's a snippet from Culture Three, and it sounds amazing. That song, that song is going to be the song of the summer if they drop it before then. Because I there there's snippets out there of both the Quavo and the Offset verse, uh, and and if if I can just get a full album of bangers like that, that sounded good. That sounded like Culture One. That did not sound like Culture Two, which was a piece of crap album. It was too long. Poo poo. Uh, none of the song, none of the songs actually hit hard besides Narcos and maybe one or two others. Uh, they got overplayed and lost their appeal, anyways. So if Culture Three is like a repeat of culture one essentially if they just cut the length of culture two and half and make the songs better uh i will be very very happy i will be throwing it back to my my days of being a freshman in high school and i will just be jamming to bad and bougie part two i'm i'm excited up, don't put the ooze. that was such a good song oh when it dropped oh my goodness oh, dude that was when it came out i kid you not that was my favorite song of all time i was like this song is changing the rap game the migos have revolutionized the trap game they're built different built this is different. the greatest song of all time tupac who notorious big who migos is the future for the culture and, and I stand that I stand by that to this day. Matt heard still today. Do. That Uzi verse is slept on. <laughs> that Uzi verse is slept on. God, let's just go through that whole album culture. T-shirt, bad and bougie, slippery. Oh, slippery. oh my god. Kelly god. Price. Scoo scoo. I get oh drugs for the right price. Yeah. Who said oh, Lemon Bad and Bougie? <laughs> Who said Lemon Bad and Bougie? Oh my god. Yeah, no. Jeez, I forgot how long Culture 2 was. That's 24 songs. 24 songs. That's it's wacky. insane. I don't even remember half of them. I don't even remember two-thirds of them. I can name maybe five songs off that album. Yeah. I mean, you've got you've got BBO, you've got Narcos, you've got Walk It Talk It, which lost all of its appeal oh, yeah, because of how much play it's played. Anymore. Same with Motorsport. It's absolutely played out. Uh, I remember White Sand was on that album just because it had the Travis feature and I was so disappointed by it yeah. and I still remember like hearing it for the first time and being like, this sucks. Uh, you you went from making Kelly Price with Travis Scott to making this with Travis Scott and I don't know how they did it. Uh, and past that, I don't know how many songs. I don't, I can't think of any. No. Was, wasn't, the, wasn't there a song about like superstars or like uh, something about stars? There's something about stars. It was the intro song, I'm pretty sure. Higher I might be completely higher, wrong. Superstars, Superstars, the second song. Yeah, Superstars, that's the one. That song sucks. That whole album was just bad. But if they can go back to like what Culture 1 was, oh my God, I'm excited. Oh yeah, I would be And that's what, that's what the snippet sounded like. Yes. So looking forward to the summer for Drake, possibly Kendrick, possibly Migos. I mean, it, it could oh, be man. a bountiful summer if we play Team our cards right. Team me up. Good looks. Good looks. Uh... Let's see, though. Let's see, Owen. Are you ready to break down the madness? I am as ready as I'll ever be. Okay. Um, let's just kick it off with a great, wonderful, amazing, fantastic team. And that's Oral Roberts. 15 seed. First 15 seed win since 2016. Knocking off one of Owen's national title picks in Ohio State. That was not fun. Not fun. 
I'm just blaming it on recency. Uh, they they do this to me every year. I watch selections or I watch the Big Ten championship right before Selection Sunday, and I see Illinois and Ohio State battling it out on that court. And I'm like, man, those are two good teams. Those are two Final Four teams right there. Uh, and then what happens? Both of them are out by the second round. Uh, Ohio State loses to a 15 seed, and then Illinois loses to a 40 year old truck driver in Cameron Crutwig. Crutwig, uh, man, but. Let's go Ramblers, bro. Man, shout out Oral Roberts, though. That team is good. They are gritty. Uh, one of the best free throw shooting teams in the country, which has come in handy so, so much for them yeah. in late game situations. Uh, Max Acemus, leading scorer in Division One, obviously doing his thing. Uh, but the guy that surprised me, I know Acemus was on everybody's radar because of his scoring clip, but Kevin O'Banner has been so, so good for them those first two games. He is really the X factor and why they're winning these games. Uh, I believe... Uh, close to or actually had 30 point double doubles in both of the first two games just right around that like 30 and 10 mark uh, which is absolutely nuts when you consider first game he's playing against Ohio State and EJ Liddell uh, and then and then second game going against the Florida team that is is just big they've got that uh, Colin Castleton the white guy mm-hmm. down low that they got uh, the Michigan transfer he's he's just a good player down low I mean he's playing against other good big men and he's just bodying them uh, and, and I respect that. I, I really do. It's, it's impressive what they've done. Oh yeah. Um, I remember watching this game. That was, I felt, I just felt bad for you. Cause, uh, we were trying to get our brackets out. I thought I had posted my bracket, but I guess I did not. Um, but we did post Owen's bracket and it was kind of tough town. Um, yeah. just, just, you it's know, not doing too hot. Yeah. Uh, but it's all good. Life goes on. I, I'm not even, I'm not mad. Like after that first, like it's, it's kind of, I saw a, few, a couple of people put this on. I think big cat was one of the people where I saw it and I was like, yeah, he, he just said like, once that first like big bracket bust gets out of the way, then you can just start enjoying the games. And that's yeah. kind of where, that's kind of the point that I reached where like first, like literally first few games of the first day. And one of my national championship teams is already out. I might as well just enjoy the tournament from this point on. And uh, I, I'm not going to lie. It allowed me to uh, watching watching teams like North Texas, uh, who I think I might have actually picked in that. I pick, I made two brackets that I was like, you know, actually invested in one of them. Uh, I did pick North Texas. I don't remember about the other one, but JV and Hamlet is a dog. Uh, just some of the some of the upsets, some of the performances by teams that, that first day uh, were just impressive. I know we were both shocked by the Pac-12. Uh, throughout this first the conference weekend. of champions let me they started talk, putting it together let me talk to you about the pacific 12 okay what 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 is going on okay they don't get any run time on espn they're on the pac-12 networks which you're about to shudder because nobody subscribed to them nobody watches the pac-12 but here they are when the lights shine the brightest Chris, Chris Duarte, LJ Figueroa, UCLA, the Mobley brothers, heck, even Wayne Tinkle and the Beavers of Oregon How about State. It? How about Ethan the Thompson, Pac-12? Johnny Juzang. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie. I still can't name a player on Colorado. That's not because like I dislike them. They, their first round game, they looked great against Georgetown. And maybe that is just because Georgetown got into the tournament on a fluke. Uh, but but Colorado quickly met their match in the second round. I'm kind of glad because with all the all the mess we talked about them, it would be kind of awkward if they were in the Sweet 16. At this it would have been very awkward because out of all the Pac-12 um, teams, they were the one I, I, I disliked the most. Yeah, 
Yeah, but but every literally every single other Pac-12 team that was in the tournament is not only in the Sweet 16, but they look great. You've got Oregon State, who took out Tennessee in the first round easily, and then beats Cade Cunningham, the number one pick in the NBA draft in the second round. Uh, you've got Oregon. We I can't say enough about Oregon. That team is insane. You already mentioned Duarte and LJ Figueroa. Uh, how about Omarui down low? He, he had a day. He had a day with Luca Garza and the boys. Luca still almost dropped forty just because he's that good. But Omarui had some great defensive defensive plays against him, and he is such a just dynamic scorer. He can stretch it to the to the three point line, and he was you know dunking on guys. Uh, who am I missing? USC. Just put an absolute whooping on Kansas oh right God. before we started recording. Beat him, beat him by 30. Uh, the Mobley Twins look great. They look like a great team. That USC-Oregon matchup is going to be amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, I know we're um, doing a special episode of the podcast on Thursday, but but I will say right now, the, the Sweet 16 matchup I'm most excited for that I think is going to be the closest and the best is going to be USC-Oregon. I think those teams absolutely. are going to duke it out. They match, up, oh, they match up together really well. And it just sucks that only one of them can win in the game because I think both of them have a chance to – and we yeah. were mentioning it before the podcast started. Whoever wins that game is going to give Gonzaga their hardest test. And, yeah. I mean, Creighton I – don't, I don't know if Creighton has a chance. Oklahoma looked decent at part – at times. but Austin I, Reeves looked, looked good, but other than that, I mean, yeah. they weren't deep enough, especially with Harmon out. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't expect that, but – you know exactly i mean it's just the way the cookie crumbles you know but you yeah. I, i'm not we're gonna stop with the analysis there because you're gonna have to tune in on thursday to get your thing and while that's you're your at, free preview while you're at preview. it this is the latest we're gonna mention it but let's plug 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 dot chaos radio will be dropping on wednesday now everything's moving up a day moving back a day so podcast on tuesday you're gonna love it you're listening to it right now you're gonna be like whoa i need tunes for wednesday boom Wednesday, dot chaos radio, 15 socks from Owen, 15 for me. That's a grand total of 30. Catch that on Apple Music and Spotify using our link tree, which is at our Twitter page, which is at controlled chaos pod. That's controlled spelled C N T R L D chaos pod on Twitter. Make sure you check that out. Make sure you get blessed with all the newest drops, all the best music, and a little bit of some hidden gems as well. Dot chaos radio, it's our baby. You should love it because it's pretty nice and you will enjoy it. That's a shameless Absolutely. plug 26 minutes into the episode. Continuing, however, with the University of North Texas in the mean green, upsetting Purdue in overtime, JV and Hamlet have a day. Oh, yeah. And, and that was just a it's it was the start of a bigger theme of Big Ten teams just absolutely sucking. Uh, Oral Roberts in North Texas set the tone on day one beating uh ohio state and purdue obviously but even to this point the only big 10 team left after the second second round is michigan um one seeded illinois we already mentioned it once they went down to loyola chicago uh i i love i'm in love with that loyola chicago team oh, i think that's too. a possible final four team that game i i assume that they can get past uh god who do they even play it's such low seeds in that that region of the bracket uh, but you've got Loyola Chicago taking on Oregon State. So kind of matchup of two of the underdogs. That whole Midwest region, apart from U of H, is just underdogs. It's an eight seed, a 12 seed, and then 11 seeded Syracuse, who's, you know, and another improbable Sweet 16 run on the back of Jim Beheim and Buddy. Um, but I, I'm super excited to watch Loyola Chicago. Uh, they They obviously picked apart Illinois from start to finish, beat them by double digits. 
Uh, Wisconsin, I didn't expect to beat Baylor. That's another one that went down. Uh, and, and, I mean, it's just it, team by team, they were just hitting the deck. Maryland almost – or Rutgers, sorry, not Maryland. Rutgers almost pulled out a win against U of H. That was a great second round That was matchup. a very good basketball game. Shout out. Right. Shout out. The, 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 the big, biggest play of the game was none other than the boy, the man, the myth, the legend, Traymon Mark. The 24-6A legend. Dick's, Dickinson product. 24-6A Texas high school basketball stand up. Let's go. Um, go Cougs. Who's house? Cougs house. Let's go. I, I want them. In my bracket, I have them in the final four losing to Baylor. However, anything's possible. Um, my bracket was actually decent. Me and Owen had our little tournament challenge. I still have three of my final four picks. Uh, because we're going to have to get into it. I know you don't want to, Owen. Uh, the one team that is not was going to be in my Final Four that is not the school in Austin, Texas, on the 40 acres, coached by Shaka Smart. Owen, I'm just going to give you the floor. Whatever you need, it's time to let it out. Texas losing to Abilene Christian. So here's the deal. At first, I just didn't want to talk about this game. I was just going to let you take over and run with it. But I, I started to think about it, and I really am just so pissed off that I feel like I need to get into it more. Uh, and I'm, I'm honestly really glad that the rest of the Big 12 decided to suck too because, you know, everyone's talking about how bad the Big 10 is, but Baylor is the only Big 10 or Big 12 team left as well. Oklahoma State is out. West Virginia is out. Texas Tech is out. It, the list goes on and on. Uh, Baylor's the only big 12 team left, so I don't feel as bad that Texas is gone. Um, but honestly, besides the players just sucking all day, uh, the, the Shaka smart was out coached from beginning to end. Uh, his game plan was poor. Uh, we got out in the first half, turned the ball over a bunch to an Abilene Christian team that led the nation in turnovers forced per game at 20. Uh, and, and Texas, you know, reached that 20 mark and then some more, I think the, Finishing total was 23 or 24. Matt Coleman had seven alone. Um, but how do you not find a way to adapt? I mean, shock, I, it, it, it flabbergasts me because Shaka Smart led VCU on an improbable Final Four run. He has experience coaching in the tournament. He knows how to rally a group of guys together. And he was just unable to do it. I don't know if you put it on him or if you put it on the players. Uh, but what I do know that you can put on him is his minutes distribution. Um down the stretch, Brock Cunningham was the only person uh, that looked like they they cared, uh, that looked like they were actually putting an effort, that was actually you know giving us a shot to stay in that game, uh, and and he's a guy that I've talked about how absolutely crucial he is to the team all season. Uh, he played great, but you know what? He played three minutes in the first half. That makes no sense. He played three minutes in the first half uh, when guys like Royce Ham, who was for half of the season not even in the rotation. Uh, and Donovan Williams, where you've got the same thing, played six minutes each. Uh, so that's 12 minutes of playing time right there that you didn't give to Brock Cunningham and you didn't give to Greg Brown. And I don't know if Greg Brown is in the doghouse, if he's in trouble or if he's dealing with an injury or if he just straight up sucks now too and is out of the rotation because he played six minutes in the whole game and was pretty much a non-factor while he was out there apart from hitting one three-pointer. Um but I don't understand the minutes distribution. Courtney Ramey was obviously not having his best game of the season. He was having one of his worst games of the season. Uh, at some point, he had played 33 minutes and he had three points and like one rebound, maybe two assists. 
so he was doing absolutely nothing, just basically taking up space out there. And, and it just goes from top to the bottom of the rotation. Really, nobody showed up to play. Uh, there was no sort of minutes distribution that made any sort of sense to me. Uh, we gave way too many minutes to guys on the bench, not enough to guys uh, in the starting lineup that could actually do something. Not to mention Jericho Sims was the absolute I just X factor in the Big 12 championship game against an Oklahoma State team that has, you know, big presences down low. Uh, Sims had like 20 and 14, I think, in the Big 12 championship. And what does he do in this game? He takes four shots. That's absolutely unacceptable. Uh, going back to the game plan, how do you not build off what you did in the Big 12 final that allowed you to win the Big 12 and keep feeding it to the guy down low? Because Jericho Sims just wasn't touching the ball all game. I mean, you you give it to him, you work in and out, you get the ball inside, kick it out to shooters, or Sims just goes up and gets fouled against that slow white seven-footer. Uh, and, and if he knocks down free throws, he knocks down free throws. But a guy like that should not be taking four shots the entire game because he still had a double-double. That in the free throw line, Jericho Sims had a double-double and probably played better than anybody else overall for the game. Uh, and, you know, I could I could talk about this for hours on end about how poorly I think the game was coached by Shaka Smart, um, how, how poorly all the players looked, how nervous they looked, especially in the first half, uh, how we couldn't build on a nine-point lead that we had at one point and pull away from a 14-seeded Abilene Christian team who looked like nothing less, nothing more than a 14-seed in their second round matchup against uh, UCLA where they managed to put up 47 points and lose by 20. Uh, just further, further showing how embarrassing UT's performance was. You also have, I mean, you also have to give Abilene Christian props. Uh, they they played great defense. They were swarming on UT all night. It did look a little bit personal uh, just because you've got that in-state rivalry. UT is a team that, you know, when a, when a small Christian school in Texas like Abilene Christian sees them on their schedule, they just start licking their lips uh, because that's a game that you circle if you're Abilene Christian. And that's exactly what they did. Joe Pleasant, he was a guy I talked about last week. They talked about the same thing I did on the broadcast. He only took 43s all year, but he made 19 of them. So he is a great three-point shooter. He hit a three-pointer right out of the gate. And then as a 59% free throw shooter, he knocks down two free throws at the end of the game to win it. Uh, that was a foul. I'm not even going to get into that. Matt Coleman did foul. Uh, but if we get that rebound as well, we, we escape. And it just goes on and on, but shout out I shout out Joe Pleasant. He hit those free throws. He played a good game. Uh, and and just from beginning to finish, it was a completely unimpressive game offensively on both sides. And uh, it, Abilene Christian was just a little bit better at, you know, just managing the game. Uh, so I, I guess that's all I got. Um, UT's probably not going to be as good next year as they are this year. I just gave you a break. You probably could have been, you know, reading a book, uh, making some coffee. But you know what? Back to our regular Hook scheduled em. programming. Hook them, uh, Owen. We, Hook them. We move. UT women won their first round matchup today Hook against em, Bradley. Owen. Say it. Uh, I need we you. are I need officially. We are officially a track and field school. We keep winning track and field championships across the Big 12, across the country. We're good at just about everything but basketball and football, the sports that matter. And you know what? Hook them. Hook them. Hook them. Hook them, damn it. Hook them. There's tears running down my face right now. You think this is funny? Hook them, Bawling. Hook them. Hook him. Hey, at least your team uh, didn't even get an invitation to the when NIT. We when we lost that, when we lost that game, I bit myself on the arm. <laughs> I, I kid you not. 
I bit myself. Oh, I was so no. mad. Who's I needed to bite down on something. Yeah. I, like I, my jaw was clenching so much. I needed something, and my arm was the first thing I saw. I and baby, I just I'm went baby. for it. Are you baby? I'm literally baby. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> you know what? Life goes I'm on. A, I'm a I'm a U of H fan now. Okay. I'm an Oregon fan now. I'm a Loyola Chicago fan now. I'm a, big I'm a Baylor fan now. Uh, I've still got some. I've still got some teams I can root for. Uh, it it takes a burden off my back to be honest that UT lost. I didn't want them to win. Uh, so I'm just enjoying the basketball. Enjoy the basketball. Enjoy the brand. Enjoy the brando and enjoy it. Let yeah. it, let it let it seep in. <laughs> you can take over for a minute. Okay. Oh, and you know, I f- I'm sorry. I I just want to apologize for you. I feel bad. Okay. Um, we've been we've been loving. We've been following UT basketball for the bulk of this podcast. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think I would know anybody on the team, but there I am, watching the game like a fan. And, and they're fun. They were fun to watch all were, year. What happened? They were fun to watch Kai, all year. Kai, jo- Kai Jones forgot how to shoot the ball. He probably had 14 different open looks from three, and he just didn't shoot it. Uh, he decided to instead shot fake, one dribble, get into the paint, act like you're Giannis, and then kick it out for a turnover. Um, but, you know, we're, we're moving on. We're moving on. We're moving on. We're moving UT on. sucked. UT sucked. UT sucked. Okay. Abilene Christian sucked too, but they sucked a little bit less. Uh, their defense was good, at least, and UCLA was a good team. I don't think with the way UT played in the first round, they would have made it past the second round anyways. That's all good. It's all good. So that's that. How about it? How about it? You know, uh, we could continue to talk about the Pac-12. Pac-12, I, 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 hey. I correctly. <laughs> that's the bright spot. I correctly called uh, the 11 seed, which we weren't even going to talk about the first four, but there was one good game, and there was the Michigan State-UCLA game. That was a whale of a basketball a game. game. Um, and I called the winner of that game to beat BYU because I didn't think BYU had the shot. And guess what? I was correct. Uh, UCLA wiped the floor off of BYU. Shout out Johnny Juzang. He is a heck of a scorer. He is an he enigma. Can, he can score in any capacity. He is, uh, and an, that's an that's Nicola. just what he's been doing the first three games actually, and it's it's a trend that I thought was going to continue in my in my bracket on paper. I I did two brackets, one on ESPN and one on paper. In the one on paper, I I went with the trend of you know every time they've had the first four, one of the eleven seed first four teams or twelve seed first four teams or whatever has ended up in the Sweet Sixteen. There's always a first four team that makes a deep run. And I thought it was going to be Drake. I'm going to be completely honest. Drake was getting one of their better players back that they were missing for uh, a lot of the ending part of the season. And they did they did escape against Wichita State, but that first round matchup against USC, uh, they were no match. Uh, and so that prediction was wrong. But I, I did feel like there was going to be a first four team that made a deep run. And at this point, it's UCLA. I don't know if they can take out Bama, but you know, Sweet 16 as an 11 seed is decent. I think all of, all of the games we're going to have are going to be really good. Um, I will just talk about Crutwig and Loyola Chicago. Uh, I'm going to take a quick victory lap. Um, I was told, not by you, but I was told by many that this was a bad pick, that Illinois was going to win the national championship, that IU Dosomu was going to go nuts. And the Illini were going to, I was like, okay, hey, we're talking about Illinois here, okay? No, no shame on the when 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 was the last time Illinois has ever been relevant in any sport, let alone men's basketball. Two thousand five. I've been on that train. Okay, I know. Yeah, you have. You have. 
And I love me some Sister Jean. I love me some oh, Sister yeah. Jean. I love Sister Jean. I love Loyola Chicago. I love everything that they stand for. Cameron Crutwig is a unit. I love to see that. I like seeing Cameron Crutwig. I like seeing the team over in Eastern Washington with the brothers that look like a lumberjacks. Oh, I that love was that. Great. Those are the storylines I love. Now, that did was absolutely great. Did Jason I, Preston. Yes, that's an upset I picked. 13 seeded Ohio over Virginia. I'm gonna take a victory lap on that one real quick, take just to interrupt yours. Uh, I picked Jason Preston and uh, and Ohio to pull off a first round upset against the defending national champions. That's not a pick uh, that you make lightly, but I did it. And Jason Preston nearly dropped a triple double. They won against the defending national champions from two seasons ago. Uh, and then they fizzled out in the round of 32, but that's beside the point because I picked them to win that first round matchup. And you did it. Uh, and and that's that's just what I'm going to hang my hat on. I picked in my paper bracket that I'm looking at right now, I picked two 13-seed upsets. I picked Oregon State's first round upset, and I picked Loyola Chicago to the Sweet 16. So there we go. Uh, that's what I'm go. hanging my hat on at the end of the day. What a time to be alive. What a time I picked I picked Oregon to the Elite Eight as well. So that one could very well happen. So what we're gonna do as well, uh this episode we're we're re we're rebracketing, okay? We're gonna rebracket. We got sixteen teams to choose from now. I, I know mine's not changing that much because the bulk of my teams are still kinda in. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Go, keep going. Yeah, the bulk of your teams are still doing good, huh, Zach? Yeah. I, I only picked eight. You're real happy about that? I picked eight of the 16 correctly, okay? I, I'm kind I'm of I'm sitting happy. at six. Um, I'm sitting at six. But I, I have three of my final four teams. Owen has uh, one. But we're not going to talk about that. We're not <sighs> going to talk about that. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna rebrand. We're going to reball out. We're going to rebracket, reseed, and pick our national champions. And hopefully perfect we brackets both get perfect incoming. Bracket. Some, some of these matchups are easy. I'm going to give you locks right now. Oral Roberts is not winning another game. Arkansas is going to walk past them. Walk. Uh, Baylor Baylor is back to their old ways. They are going to beat Villanova. Uh, I don't see Bill, Villanova putting up a fight against Baylor. You can at me on both of those. That's two quick Sweet 16 previews. We'll get into more depth. I'll talk about it more. Gonzaga is an Elite Eight team. Creighton's not beating them. Uh, I, I I just feel like some of these matchups are easy to pick. I don't think UCLA is beating Alabama. Uh, I've just Ooh. picked four of the games right there. I'm probably right. I'm probably wrong on at least one of them. So you know what? You can come back and and you know roast, roast. me some more. But you know what? I've got some. I've got none of those are hot. Takes. Owen doesn't care anymore. Um, Owen's going. Owen's giving you his I'm analysis. Just, I'm just going berserk. I'm just going berserk. We'll talk about it more in, in a couple yes. days. But you know so what? That's just I, a sneak preview. Snake preview. It's going to be hot. It's going to be great. But you know what else is great, Owen? Yeah. The Rockets won a basketball game. It had oh been a God. minute. It had been 20. It had been 20 It's been so long. Juegos. But after A month and 19 20, days. 18 days. After 20 games, the Rockets win. And we're happy. <sighs> we are excited. Owen, I know. I think you know what time it is. It's time to go to Tankathon. We've helped our odds a lot. It's yeah. time to sim. We're the on. second worst team now. We lost to the Pistons this past week. We're officially the second worst team, I think. And it's great. Boom. First one, Jalen Suggs. Let's go. I'm one for one. Boom. And I'm two for two. Last one. And I'm three for three. One for, 
One for one, I've got Cade. Oh, you have Cade? I have two so- for two. Fade for Cade both oh, times. I'm two goodness. for two with the first pick. Oh, mercy. Mercy. And then the and then the third one, I had uh Josh Giddy from Adelaide as the 18th pick. Shout out uh, and to the Dayron Sharp from North Carolina. And you know what? In the third one, we didn't get a lottery pick, but we picked Greg Brown at 26. And we're so happy. you know what? I'll take it. Um on mine. I had the great opportunity of drafting Jalen Suggs and Evan Mobley from USC. And then my other picks, I even get the chance to draft Philippe Petrusev, a power forward from Mega B-Max out in somewhere. Somewhere, that's where he's at. And then we also get Sharif Cooper as a little consolation prize. So, we're happy. We're excited. I, I was, was two three for three. three. I went over. Oh I went that's one five for, for That's five for six. That's eighty three percent. Quick math. Quick. Those math. are good odds. Those are great. Those odds. are good odds. So, uh, what else happened this weekend? PJ Tucker is no longer a Rocket, and we're crying. Marvin's room play now. Uh, it's sad. Okay. Um, the legendary airplane photograph with all of the legendary Rockets is gone. Nobody yeah. from that picture is on the team anymore. The only piece left is Eric Gordon. We have done a complete teardown. It's sad, Owen. I'm about to cry. Yeah, but I, after these past couple months, I can't even be sad that P.J. Tucker's leaving because he's literally been one of the worst players in the NBA. He's yes. been so hard to watch. Um, and you know what? I, I do wish him the best in Milwaukee. I think he makes them immediately the best team in the Eastern Conference. I don't know if that's a hot take. Uh, but with Joel Embiid missing time right now and with – you know, Kyrie Irving is leaving for another family matter, he announced today. Uh, so so the Nets are missing at least one of their big pieces. Um, the the Bucks have a chance right now to run away with that one seed, to lock it in. If they can just win and win a lot, uh, they will have that one seed because the only team that is winning as many games as them in the Eastern Conference right now is the Atlanta Hawks, who just blew a fourth quarter lead against the Clippers and are so far behind them already anyways that I don't think it matters. Um, so, you know, the Bucks just need to, you know, they need to play this momentum because uh, they just got PJ. They traded away DJ and DJ. A uh, little late pick swap action in the first round. We got basically a third first round pick uh, and traded away a f- early second round pick. Uh, but then we swapped our 2022 first round pick that we got from the Bucks with their 2023 first rounder as well. So kind of some confusing pick swaps in there. Uh, but basically, we just got uh, an early second round pick turned into a late first round pick, which is nice. And you can't complain. Uh, so I don't mind it. Can't I don't mind it. Um, so, yeah. Sorry, PJ. I wish we could have gotten you your ring, bud. But I like DJ Augustine. Hometown product. I'd love to see it. Mm. Um, hook him, by the way. Hook him as well, Owen. Hook him. It's a hook him type episode, Yeah. Um, it was a hook'em trade. PJ Tucker and DJ yeah, Augustine. Double, both double uh, trouble. UT products. Great stuff. Uh, and then on top of that, Aaron Gordon. Highly rumored to become a rocket. Now Celtics are A lot of people are saying it was as good as done. Yeah. Um but. I like it. I would like it. I don't know I don't know what we're giving up, but I like it. Yeah. Um I don't I don't know how to feel about it. I would rather have John I, Collins. And, Yes and no. My my whole thing is I don't I don't know what direction I want this team to take yet until I know what our situation is in the NBA draft next year. And then I think whoever we pick in that, especially if we get a top four pick, we build around from there. Uh, because I don't know how well Christian Wood and John Collins together work out, 
even even Aaron Gordon and Christian Wood on the floor together, I think you have to move uh, Aaron Gordon to more of a three uh, because I I don't see a good enough you know defensive team if you have Aaron Gordon playing the four and Christian Wood playing the five because you don't have like a big presence down low. Uh, but I'm in my whole thing until we know who we're getting in the draft next year is I'm all about cap flexibility. And John Collins is set to become a restricted free agent. So we're going to have to match whatever offer anyone puts on the table for him. Uh, and I don't, I don't know at this point if he's worth putting next, next to Christian Wood either. And, uh, and Aaron Gordon is not a free agent until after next season. Uh, so he's not super expensive. His contract actually goes down to about 16 million last year compared to like 21 million uh, in the first year of it. So that's nice, and and it's not the end of the world if we pay him that. But I am all for just having absolute cap flexibility. Uh, continue to just empty the books like Raphael Stone has been doing until we actually have a game plan of how to become one of the best teams in the Western Conference, not just okay. And I think if we keep getting guys like Aaron Gordon and John Collins, we are going to be just okay because that's how we're choosing to fill our cap. Exactly. Uh, so we got the trade deadline coming up this week. Um, we might actually have to touch on that on Thursday as well, Owen. Mm. Um, I yeah. don't know. Uh, I'm assuming Oladipo's gone. I'm just assuming it's going to be for the biggest package we can find. Um, yeah. I wish we I could. Hope so. I wish we could have seen more of Victor Oladipo. I wish we could have seen more of a healthy team. I wish we could see we could have seen more of the Wow Factor because I think that combination of Wall, Wood, and Oladipo was really good. I just don't think they had enough time mm. to gel together. Uh, which led to us losing 20 games, which means we need to dump them. I mean, we need to get something for somebody. Yeah. Um, the end of the day. So we'll see on that one. Uh, LeBron's out. That's terrible. Uh, but the thing that's pos- probably worse for me is LaMelo Ball. His spectacular oh, rookie season has come to an end, and I'm going to miss it. I really am. I, I was very, very, very surprised at how well uh, LaMelo played this year, and you know, if you would, I, he he probably still is a front runner for rookie of the year. Um, I don't know if he's gonna get it's it. Close. It's close. It's close. It's close. With the way Anthony Edwards has been playing recently, I wouldn't be surprised if it went to Anthony Edwards. Uh, D'Angelo Russell was quick to point that out in a poorly, poorly timed tweet right after Lamelo was, you know, reported to be out for the season. Immediately, D D'Angelo Russell's uh, reaction, rather than you know sending condolences to Lamelo Ball or talking about how it sucks, was just at Anthony Edwards, rookie of the year. Yes. Um, so I guess congratulations on Anthony Edwards for winning it because the guy that's better than him got injured. Uh, and, and we're still forgetting about Tyrese Halliburton, who's the X factor in all this. I think he's been better than Anthony Edwards this season. It's just yes. Anthony Edwards has put up flashier numbers recently. Uh, he's dropped a 40 point game. He's had two of the biggest dunks uh, that we've seen this season. So he's just putting himself on people's radars. And um, I, I don't know. I don't know. The Timberwolves, the, we're, we're pretty close to the Timberwolves while we're talking about, you know, draft capital. Uh, the Timberwolves have the worst record in the NBA still, but we're only like two games behind them for that title, I'm going to call it. Uh, we're, we're two and a half games behind them, and we are now tied with the Pistons once again. So if we go on another brutal losing streak, we could be in, in a position to possibly have the best odds. Uh, but you know what? We'll see. Anthony Edwards is looking good. Maybe he maybe he continues to get it together, gets his rookie of the year, and he gives the Rockets Cade Cunningham because I would go nuts for that. I would go silly. 
Yeah. I would probably really go. I would go dummy. Uh, uh, let's just finish touching up on good performances this past week. Dame dropped 50 against the Pels on a fourth quarter comeback. James Harden is doing James Harden things. As we have known and heard, he's just finally getting talked about. Come on now. Put some respect He's on my insane. boy's name. He's literally carrying this Nets team, and people aren't talking about yeah. it as much as they should be. He put up 20-15-15 and 40-15-10 within the span of, like, four nights. Uh, playing playing with bums, essentially. Yeah. Uh, He's making, speaking He's, of the Nets, how about Blake Griffin? Yeah, how about Blake with a dunk? First, 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 first bucket as a Net is a dunk after he didn't dunk for over a year. Uh, with the Pistons, I think he was just playing with us. Yes, because I he he looked different. He looked different. Looked like he wanted in, to play basketball. Also, Blake Griffin, shout out a uh, little post March Madness. He has a show on True TV. Good for him. Yeah, good Attaboy, for Blake, Blake Griffin. Good for Blake. Blake got a show double crossed or something. It's a prank show. It's like punked, but it's on True <laughs> TV. It's nice. great. It comes on before the Impractical Jokers. Look at Blake Griffin, man, making money moves. Look at Blake. Money moves. Uh, De'Aaron Fox hit a game runner. Shout out to the H for him. And then let's finally close out with another Rocket. Russell Westbrook, 35-15-13 game. Look at Russell Westbrook, man. Look at the former Rockets excelling. And I'm still depressed and sad because just a year ago, we were gearing up yeah. for a title run. But life goes yeah. on. And we still had Clint Capella. But we don't have many more. Uh, we did. Now we're, we're chomping at the bit for man. DJ Wilson, DJ Augustine, Christian Wood, and Jay Sean Tate. Go Rockets. Oh, man. Go Rockets. Oh, man. Go Rockets. And I don't even let, let's let's just keep up the sappy mood with how about the the free agency in the NFL? It's great. Tyrod Taylor, let's go. Ryan Finley, bring him in. Let's go, Texans. We are so we, pumped. We are beyond excited. Owen, I think you're about to cry. You're so excited. We I don't know what we're doing. I get it, I guess. Like, I don't know who gave who gave Nick Casario this money. I don't know where this money is coming from because we're just signing person after person. We've signed like 15 people since free agency started. Uh, we've essentially completely redone the offense because Will Fuller's gone. Deshaun Watson's probably on the way out. So our offense next year is going to consist of Tyrod Taylor, uh, Mark Ingram, and then I don't even know who our wide receivers will be at this point. Uh, I think Kiki Kuti is still on the roster. Kiki. Um, I think we we picked up we picked up Andre Roberts from the Buffalo Bills uh, kick return extraordinaire. Um, we picked up uh, Alex Erickson. How about that name? Madden legend. Uh, great great kick returner. Uh, we signed Philip Lindsay. I completely forgot about. Oh my that. god! So I forgot another, about that. Oh, we've got mercy. another running back. Jeez. Uh, that we've just that we've just brought in David uh, Johnson, Philip Lindsay, and Mark Mark Ingram. How about it? That is a that is a busy busy backfield. Um, God, wh- who have we even brought in at wide? I don't know what we're doing. Like who we're who we're supposed to throw to next year? Uh, Dante Moncrief, we signed. Um, Chris Moore. I know we're in talks to get. Uh, to get Sammy Watkins, possibly that would be huge. I would he's not. He's looking mind at Sammy three Watkins. different. He's looking at three different AFC South teams right now. He's looking at the Colts, the Titans, and the Texans as three of his like final landing spots potentially. Uh, but Will Fuller is gone. So if Fuller goes and we have an open wideout spot, an open like star receiver spot, maybe Sammy Watkins yeah, thrives there. He fills in uh, that having role. been behind Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey for the past few years. It's it's really hard to get targets for when you've got. 
those guys that he used. So. And I feel bad. Maybe that happens. Will Fuller was announced as William Fuller. What 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 is he? Yeah. What is he a? What is he a, a member of the royal family? Um, That's Will disgusting. Fuller. Uh, come on now, come on, Dolphins. Saw TikTok. They made a TikTok about it. We're signing William Fuller today. Like that sounds like a a tailor from the 1700s. It's Will. Oh man, I forgot. We do still have Brandon Cooks, and we have Randall Cobb. Uh, Oh, we can hang our hat on that, and we can hang our hat on Chad Hanson because we we still have Chad Hanson. We don't need Sammy Watkins. We have Chad Hanson, man. But I like even even the defensive signings. They're so confusing. Like I like the Desmond King signing. That was a good. I don't mind bringing in Malik Collins and Terrence Mitchell and Kevin Pierre Louis. But like, apart like, what are we doing? Uh, AJ Moore. We we re-signed. We brought in. We brought in Ryan Izzo. I didn't know about that. We traded for him to be a backup tight end. Uh, We brought in Vincent Taylor. Couldn't tell you who that is. Love it. Uh, PJ Hall, uh, Andrew Brown, we lost. Uh, I'm just looking at the transactions here. Like these names are so, so weird. I think we we signed Joe Thomas, the linebacker from the Cowboys. I think we must have thought it was the offensive lineman. Yeah. We couple, thought we couple, were getting a steal. A couple we years like, late. We couple saw Joe late. Thomas. Yeah. We were like, ooh, he's good. I think. Uh, brought him in. I think the biggest signing, uh, not, not it was a trade. The biggest trade happening was Shaq Lawson. I think that's a really good yeah. move for both parties. I, I think do like that pick. It, give, it gives BMAC a, a chance to thrive in Miami, but it also gives Shaq Lawson a chance to, you know, have a breakout time, be the leader of the defense uh, for us. Yeah. So I think that's good. I think we're just, we're, we're channeling our inner patriots with the amount of signings we decide to make um insane. but elsewhere uh well because we I, we're not going to touch on it because it's a fluid situation but uh we'd be remiss if we don't mention the fact that deshaun watson has some very serious allegations uh going up against him uh and a lot of them a lot of them over 22 a, a scary number of them. yes that is that is very suboptimal and very you know, we're going to let that situation play out, but, um, that, yeah, it it is, it is very alarming when that news came out. Uh, Tony Busby is the lead counsel for the, uh, accusers, Uh, whether I, you know, like I said, it's, it's a fluid situation. We're not even going to begin to talk about it, but we, we got to let that out in the air that that is going on currently. And that investigation is definitely ongoing. So something to look at, uh, as, as this because i mean you don't just sign tyrod taylor and ryan finley uh for anything not that that's a football thing that's tyrod taylor tyrod taylor 12 million dollars too that's that's starting quarterback money yeah uh so we definitely did not bring him in to be a backup we you know coley is saying one thing about how deshaun watson's still our quarterback blah 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 uh but we signed a quarterback to a 12 million dollar deal so i'm seeing something completely different um but yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's a fluid situation that we're just going to have to wait out and see. But um, yeah, it's some very scary accusations at that. Uh, but anyway, let's move on to other free agency signings. The 49ers, Trent Williams, get the gets his gets his gets his back. Uh, biggest O-line yeah. contract in history. He's getting his dough to lead that offensive line. Kenny Galladay to the Giants. I like this signing a lot. Uh, he's a great wide receiver when he's healthy, as you've mentioned in the notes. Uh, Adoree yeah. Jackson as well. So the Giants finding some more prospects for the boy Danny Dimes to throw to. Um, I guess, yeah. 
And we mentioned it before about New England, Johnny Smith, Matthew Judon, Hunter Henry, Nelson Aguilar, Devon Godshaw, Kendrick Bourne, and Kyle Van Noy to New England. Belich- Among others. There's a bunch more. Those are just like the yeah, notable that, that's just Yeah, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Owen, oh, I want you to say what you have in the notes because this is very fun. Uh, Belichick? More like blank check. Oh. Give me the round of applause I deserve. Oh, he's that's here a all good day. one. That's He's a good here one. all week, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I, I just hope they run a lot of two tight end sets because if you're going to sign Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry, uh, they're definitely gearing to have a lot of lot of two tight end sets with uh, with with Cam Newton back at quarterback. And uh, I think I, I think they learned their lesson last season, and I think they're honestly trying to build around him. Uh, for the future, because a guy like Cam Newton is not going to thrive in your spread offense with four receivers out there every down. Uh, he he needs running backs and he needs tight ends because that offense needs to be packed in tight and it needs to be just shoving it down your throat, just you know going to work uh, and and bringing in tight ends. Uh, they have like twelve tight ends on their roster now. And same thing they had last season, but among others, you've got Paul, you've got a uh, Johnny Smith. Sorry, you've got Hunter Henry. You've got Devin Asiasi, who is uh, a, another young face who who has potential. Uh, I believe like a third round pick, something around there. Uh, but he's he's not a bum, and and you know they're just looking to looking to bring in some guys. Yeah, third round pick in twenty twenty, Devin Asiasi. Asiasi, he's doing okay. He's doing Massimenos. He's doing okay. Uh, so yeah, uh, good for them. I I think it opens the door for them to possibly sign Trey Lance or draft Trey Lance, not sign him, draft him possibly. I would not yeah. mind to see that. I, I could see him as a quarterback of the future in New England. That would be good. Uh, closing out our little NFL free agency frenzy: Shaq Griffin and Marvin Jones to Jacksonville, Corey Davis to the Jets. That is very sneaky, under the radar type deal. And then we're gonna close out with possibly oh no wait wait aj green to arizona how to get that one in but we got it close out with the magic man fitz magic ryan oh, i thought you were talking fitz- about andy dalton oh the red the red rifle to chicago <laughs> is good but i'm more excited about ryan fitzpatrick staying in the league Shipping it up oh, yeah. to Washington D.C. to be a member of the WFT Fitzmagic one him year. And, him and Taylor Heineke on the same roster is electric, and they, they're absolutely former nuts. teammates. Former teammates with the yeah. Texans. Hey, there you go. Oh, Look oh. at that, a reunion. Look at that. Um, We're making reunions I'm, happen. I'm gonna up love in to see that starting spot, that starting battle between yes. Fitzmagic and uh, and Taylor Heineke. Give me that but, first preseason game, huh? I'm pumped for that. Oh Jeez. man. Uh, but I, a scary Terry McLaurin at wide receiver. Oh my Go goodness! Nuts. Oh my God! Riverboat Ron, have a, have a year, have a year, Riverboat <laughs> Ron. Uh, Andy Dalton as well as you mentioned to Chicago. So Bears fans once again kind of disappointed, but it's the Red Rifle, man. It's the Red Rifle. He'll be here to stay in Chicago. Mitchie Magic shipping up to Buffalo to be a backup for the Bills. Andy Dalton, it's his team now. It's his team now. Crazy stuff. So, it really is. It's, it's going to be like a new – there's been so many signings in the past week to new teams. It's going to be a completely different league next season. Exactly. Like, I, I don't remember a free agency period like this in quite a few years because I feel like it's not even like the stars that are changing teams. It's just a bunch of meh players, like a bunch of mid-level players. Your your Johnny Smiths, your Matthew Judons, your Kenny Galladay's, where you're going to look at them and you're going to be like, oh, I thought they played for – 
Detroit, or I thought they played for Tennessee. What are they doing on this team? Because it's just signings you don't hear about league-wide, but like they're still significant. So it's just going to be a bunch of new faces in new places next year. Exactly. Exactly. Which is which is bizarre. And I but. think that's going to be the case. It's always the case in when like whenever a new season starts, which another one is starting in the MLB. We're going to touch on that in less yeah, than thirty that? seconds. But whenever something that like happens, the first week you're like, dang, he plays for them. Wow, he plays for yeah. them now. That's going to be exactly. definitely a lot of that in the first week of the NFL season, which is coming up. What five months from now? Six Something months from like now? Six Wild. Months. Crazy. Six months. Crazy, crazy, crazy. You know what else is crazy, Owen? For the first What's time that? since 19... Oh, you're, but you better buckle up, okay? For the first time since 1906, a pitcher let off and started a game. Shohei Otani. Shotani. The man, the myth. Number 17 for your Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Had him is having himself a spring training. Dear, I say he's having a spring training. In the game, he goes two for two with a walk. He throws four innings, gives up an earned run, two hits, five strikeouts, gets up to 102 on the radar gun. I I mean, let's be honest. This guy's a cheat code, and if he can sustain it, then it's a big fat if. But if he can sustain it, good luck, AL West. You know, I was going to, before you even started talking about it, I was going to tell you to run with it, but I'm glad you did. I was just going to give you the floor like you gave me the floor. Because you know what? You let me be sad for a little while. I'm just going to let you go crazy on Shohei. Uh, because he really does look insane. And um, if he does this every time he starts and uh, is DHing on the games that he doesn't pitch, he, he really is an MVP candidate. Like, it's, it's crazy uh, if he's able to keep that up over the course of a season. So once again... Uh, I'll give you your friendly reminder uh, that I will start to believe in two months when he's still starting every fifth day and batting in the lineup, uh, you know, five times weekly. Um, but until then, uh, I have fun watching him for now. Oh, my God. That's okay. all I got to say. Um, I, I still got a little bit to get off my chest here, okay? Okay. Um, send it. Send I'm going to send Keep it, going. okay? I, 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 I don't know where to start, okay? You watch this guy's split finger pitch, and the splitter is just disgusting. His fastball is disgusting. The slider, his fourth best pitch is disgusting. This guy is a cheat code, and if he can be the ace that the Angels needed, and you can back that up with Dylan Bundy, Lord Bundy of Anaheim, I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll I'll do Look some out. crazy stuff. Albert Pujols hit a home run in that same game. I don't know what I'm doing. Right. What's going on? I'm talking in a high pitched voice. What's go? I mean, this looks amazing. I don't I don't know what to say. He told he told people after the game he likes when he hits and plays in the same pitches in the same game because he can give himself runs. What are you nuts? Are you silly? Are you crazy? And Joe Madden is the perfect manager for all of this. He loves being weird. He loves getting wacky. And this is nothing but wacky right here in Anaheim. I mean, you have the best player in baseball. You have one of the top five third basemen in baseball. You have a first ballot Hall of Famer. And you have a two-way player. Are you crazy? Are you stupid? Okay. Do you think I'm ready for opening day, Owen? Oh, my oh God. My. It's a it's a week and a half. Oh, just I have to catch just my breath. over a week, honestly. I have to like catch eight, my breath. Nine days away? Nine days away, opening day. 
far. Uh, you forgot. You forgot about Jose Quintana as well, and oh Alex Cobb. Oh, I saw Alex Cobb pitch. He looks good. <laughs> He's working exclusively out of the stretch. That's, good for him. They just have a bunch of average, average yes. players. It's insane. Alex Cobb, Griffin Canning, Dylan <laughs> Bundy, Lord Bundy, uh, Jose Quintana, Andrew Heaney. The list goes on and on. It's ridiculous. They could have a seven-man rotation if they wanted, which is a bunch of bums. It. They might do it. They might. I, can you imagine, like, if you have that flexibility to just have, like, a guy pitch once a week and just tell him, leave it all out there because you've got a week to recover, not just five days. I don't know if it actually works like that for starters at that high of a level, but if you can just put those guys out there and say, I'm putting you out there until your arm falls off or you start to suck and you just let them run with it, you have to assume that at least a couple of those guys every week are going to put up quality starts. Uh, and and I guess if you want to play the numbers that way, rather than relying on only five guys, you can do it. Um, but it, it does give flexibility, I guess. Jaime Barria's in there too. Oh you, they literally have like, they've got we like eight the starting pitchers listed on the roster. We have it's the insane. definition of meh everywhere. Not to mention Jack Mayfield's there. Jack Mayfield. And I didn't even mention the biggest meme. Not even a meme. The greatest guy. David Fletcher. David Fletcher's on this baseball team. How about him? I, I, I am so high on the Angels right now. I'm in the clouds, okay? Angels in the outfield tight beat, okay? Just Both call best me best batting out. average in the MLB last year, by the way, David Fletcher. 319. Good God. Thank you very much. Just call me Al, Okay. That's I, I don't know what to say, man. I, I almost said something, Owen, that yeah. would have been I'm refraining from saying Outrageous. it. Outrageous. I almost called Angels World Series, but I'm not doing that right now. <laughs> I'm I'm like I'm it's just going down the train. The, the storylines well, match the up. But now is now not, is not the, the time or the place for that. Not the time nor the place. And we're I'm looking gonna, we're looking to still have people listen to this. Exactly. To I'm not doing all that. credibility. I'm not happens. doing that. I, I never once said that. I was just too happy, okay? I was just on a high. And, you know, you should be excited because we have something else in the works, okay? You like all this MLB content? You know I love it. I know Owen loves it. So we have an episode good dropping time. Thursday about the college basketball and Sweet 16 and all that good stuff. Well, the week after that, how about we throw a little MLB season preview at you just for just for your, just how about for your, it? Just for your love, just for everything. These are the busiest two weeks of the year, honestly. You've got the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament this weekend. You've got the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight next week, and oh yeah, opening day on Thursday. Then right after that, you've got the Final Four in the national championship. It's insane. Uh, NBA is building up to the playoffs. They're, the playoffs are there starting just over a month, I think. Uh, the women's tournament has been pretty electric. There was a 15 seed that nearly won today. Like I said, I don't know if I mentioned it. UT is a women's basketball school. They actually won their first round matchup against Bradley. Uh, so UT's in the round of 32. Uh, and I, we took a series against Baylor 2-1 in baseball this week. Uh, the softball team is ranked. Uh, great swimming program. We've got great facilities on campus for the gym great as well. Uh, you can go, even if you're just a student, you can just go work out. They're nice facilities. Um, we're a pretty good academic school. Uh, we The food in the cafeteria is not bad. Um, the dorms are nice. Uh, I have a private bathroom in my <laughs> dorm. It's cool. How, how is it? UT is a great school. It's an amazing institution. It's a great school. It's a great academic yeah. institution. Amazing institution. You love it. Um, you love the 40 acres. Don't lie. We're in the second round of the tournament. We, you just, I just don't have to tell you which one. Yeah. And um, yeah, 
But that's that's Focus. that's beside the point. We're talking about the we're talking about the Angels. And we're talking about Jesus Camargo Corrales getting caught in <laughs> possession of 21 pounds of meth and 1.2 pounds of oxycodone. How's that for a segue, Owen? 21 pounds of crystal meth in his oh in his God. in his traveling bag. It was it was in his travel bag. What's he doing? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine being one of his teammates? You just go to pick up your bag. You grab the wrong one. You think to yourself, oh, this is kind of heavy. You open it up. <laughs> it's just 21 it's pounds of methamphetamine. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, goodness. What's he doing? What is he doing? You feel bad? And, you know, you kind of do feel bad not to take a, a sappy tone on this, but how much money do minor league players get made? How much money do minor league players make? It's a side hustle. It's a side hustle because they don't get paid anything. You get paid less than minimum wage. You think it's you, you got to get money somewhere. Man, Man turned into Walter White lord. because he couldn't get a living wage. Oh my god! Jeez, Rob Manfred, wake <laughs> up! Come on. Um. Yeah, I feel oh I, I feel bad for him. You know, that was kind of a wacky little ordeal. You see that come around your Twitter feed. You're like, dang, that's a lot of yeah. that's a lot of meth. That's a lot of anything. Twenty one pounds yeah. is that's nothing. I mean, he actually he actually appeared uh, in 2020, 2021 in the Mexican Pacific Winter League. He had a two point six ERA in uh, seventeen innings pitched, and he was also on on Myrtle Beach, uh, the Myrtle Beach Pelicans high A ball in 2019. Had a three point five nine ERA. He's not bad. Yeah. Uh, he was putting up some. He was putting up some solid numbers. Um, so you know what? If you're a Cubs fan, maybe you're just saying free Jesus until it's backwards. Yeah, free Jesus until uh, it's backwards. Because, because maybe maybe he's a future bullpen piece for this Cubs team. Possibly. Um, who knows? Possibly. Twenty two point two pounds of drogas. 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 And you know who else is having a? Good, I don't know if he's having a good week, but LeBron. Is hurt, but he's now a part owner of the Red Sox. I like that. No, that's not that's not a good that's not a good week. It's not a good week. For I, it, 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 it's, no, no. I I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm not a Red Sox fan. I'm not a Red Sox uh, guy either. I I don't like the Red Sox. I wouldn't want to be part owner of them. Um, but you know what? Good good for LeBron. Good investment. Uh, I'm Liverpool. Sure he, I'm sure he misses his teammates, but he's investing. He's yeah. making money. Moves. Making money. He's got Liverpool in the fold. He's got the Red Sox now in the fold. I mean, LeBron is a, he's a businessman. He's selling his brand. Yeah, he is. Good he for is. him and Maverick Carter. Both getting in on it. Yeah. For Boom. Them. Speaking of money moves, Salvador Perez. Salvi. Four Salvi. years, 72 million. A lot of dough. Yeah. Um, I, I like this. But, I think it's the biggest contract in Royals history, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, which tied is kinda, with Alex Gordon. Kind of wacky. But he's got more guaranteed. But uh, crazy. Good for Salvi. Good for Salvi, man. I, I think he he we forget about how good Salvador Perez is when he's healthy. Oh he's easily one of the top three catchers in the American League in the MLB. I would say actually, um, there was in his peak when the Royals were comp- contending, this guy was rivaling Yadi Molina for being that boy. I mean, uh, yeah. I, I, I think he's a really he, – it's good for him. Good for mm-hmm. him to close. He's been, he's been an all-star the last six full seasons he's played, dating back to 2013. And then in 2020, the shortened season due to the pandemic, in 37 games, he batted 333 with a 161 OPS plus, 11 homers, 32 RBIs. I mean, he's been he, – he was raking last season. 
Uh, he won the Silver Slugger Award at catcher. He's got four gold, glo- five gold gloves under his belt. Uh, another two Silver Sluggers. Like I said, a bunch of All Star appearances. He's a great defensive catcher as well. I mean, I I like this move a lot. I honestly do. I think if he's playing in a bigger market, his value goes up quite a bit. Because when you put his numbers next to JT Realmuto's, it is not that different. Mm-mm. And JT Realmuto is currently the backup to Jeff Mathis. Jeff Mathis because is having a spring training. He hit a homer. He hit a home run. How about that? Did you, see, did you see when he hit the routine fly ball to left and the left fielder lost it and was like playing behind the ball and looking for it and the ball landed like 30 feet in front of him? Jeff Mathis. Jeff Mathis is an enigma. He's an enigma. He is. He's amazing. He's a, he's a lovely guy. He's a wonderful man, and we wish him all the best. And, you know, if, if JT Real Muto just decides he wants to be out for a little longer with this fractured thumb, I believe it is, then I, just I'm Just make sure it's fully so, healthy before you come back. Yeah, I mean, I mean, take a couple saying. weeks off. Mathis has your back. You got Harper and the boys. They'll, yeah. they'll, string, they'll string a couple of vic- they'll, victories They'll put it together, together for yeah, you, buddy. Yeah, no need to I mean, work. You're, you've, you've signed five years, $115 million. You're making 23 per year. Um. So you know what? Take your take your time healing that thumb, and in the nice meantime, slow. let us enjoy Jeff Mathis. Let us enjoy. I'm not. Jeff I'm not saying like I'm glad you got injured. I'm saying it sucks you got injured. Now take all the time you need to yeah. heal. We just want you to be healthy when the time we want, comes. We okay? want JT Riamuto to be healthy as he can when the time comes for him to shine. Exactly. In that Philly's you know, uniform. and I think he echoes that sentiment. Um, because we want to see Jeff Mathis. Because in the meantime, you've got Jeff Mathis. We want to see Jeff uh, Mathis. I mean, that, that's what we want to see. But you know what else we want to see, Owen? Jack Leiter taking the mound, okay? Oh, my God. Good night, nurse. 16 <laughs> strikeouts, a no-hitter for Jack Leiter. I mean, this kid, this one-two punch of Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter is probably going to be in 10 years, what we compare Garrett Cole and Trevor Bauer to be back at UCLA. These two guys are just deadly, okay? There's no rhyme or reason to it. I don't want to face either of them. I don't think anybody in the entire country wants to face either of them. They walk in, they have a mound presence like they're 10-year veterans on the mound. They just shove it up your throat, shove it down your throat, any which way they can locate their pitches. They have disgusting secondary pitches and he just throws 16 strikeouts, a casual no hitter for Jack Leiter. Yep. Uh, that's, that's how it goes when you're playing against uh, Vanderbilt because they are officially the number one team in college. Um, as you mentioned, Jack Leiter is not the only ace on that staff. His 16 strikeout no hitter is actually secondary to the 19 strikeout no hitter Kumar Rocker threw in the College World Series in 2019 against Duke. Uh, so it must suck if you're Jack Leiter to be uh, in the shadow of Kumar Rocker after throwing a 16 strikeout no hitter, but that's the way it goes when you want to be on the best team in the country. Uh, so I guess, you know what, they should both be happy with where they're at and they are both going to be making a lot of money in major league baseball oh my goodness. in 10 years. I mean, a I, lot do, of money. Do you not think that they're going to go? I think there's no way they don't go one, two. Yeah. I think so. I, I, I just don't, I don't see a way that they're not. Um, I don't know. Speaking of college, but, uh, baseball, speaking of the, I mean, speaking of the rankings, we've, uh, we've got a new team from Texas in the top 10. That's uh, that's the horns. the horns. We're a baseball school. I don't know if you knew that. We're actually ranked ninth in college baseball right now in the top 25. Oh, wow. Uh, we took two out of three against Baylor. I think I mentioned that earlier, but we actually won that series. Uh, it was it was a rough Sunday afternoon game. We lost 11-2, to two, but we took the first two. 
Uh, and we beat UTRGV midweek, like 15 to two in seven innings, run ruled them. So that's beautiful. But you know what? We're just we're just moving up the rankings uh, steadily. Uh, we were at number 19 at one point, and we are now number nine, which means we've moved up 10 spots. So if we move up 10 more spots, we're actually ranked negative first. Which negative means we're two one. Spots, we're two spots better than the number one team. Wow. So that, look out for that in the next couple of weeks. UT should be there. Uh, I'm kind of just waiting for it to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? We've got some important series coming up. Uh, we're two and one in the Big Twelve. Uh, we are taking on Oklahoma this weekend. The uh, little Red River rivalry action. We actually play Incarnate Word tomorrow night. Uh, and then after that, after that Oklahoma series, you know who we play next Tuesday? Mm. That would be the Aggies. Gig the em. Aggies of Texas A&M. The Fighting Aggies. Someone say uh, that the eyes are, of Texas are upon you. Yeah. I I will just mention very quickly that Texas A&M is actually zero and three in the SEC, and they are not. So, oh no, oh no, um, you know yeah, we're actually Texas is actually a baseball school. I don't know if you knew that. I, 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 you know, I didn't, I didn't know that, Owen. Um, yeah, I think I might have mentioned it once or twice. ASU not in the top twenty-five after dropping <laughs> two of three to Oregon, who is a good. They're a good baseball school. It was not expecting that. I watched the games. They are really good. They have nice jerseys. They're very clean games. ASU could have won, just you know, for lack of a better term, they didn't win. It's fine. Uh, D1 Baseball did release their RPI, though. Good so, analysis. I know. Great analysis. Um, they released their RPI. So I'm going to overanalyze the RPI because the, their rankings are kind of booty. Um, shout out to the Sycamores of Indiana State, who are third in the RPI. Arizona State, that? 28th in the RPI. And, oh, and I hate to break it to you. Your ninth-ranked Texas Longhorns are 22nd in the RPI. <sighs> The RPI is wrong. You think you, you think Indiana State and Eastern Carolina are actually the third and fourth best teams, Zachary? The Sycamores. Do you are think cold. that's true? I like the Sycamores. Uh, do you see that? Do you see that thirty-seven next to Texas, next to the RPI? That's our strength of schedule. It's actually the thirty-seventh hardest, which means we just haven't had a chance to prove ourselves yet. Well, you know, uh, Arizona so State's actually thirtieth. So thirty. Um, ooh, wow. That's a that's, that's, that's a, a whopping seven higher. You? Yeah, yeah. So get so, on our level, okay? Uh, but yeah, your RPI rating is actually a little bit lower than ours. Uh, it's it's kind of toughy, but the, the tough town. Yeah. Also, when you look at like the RPI change over the past day, uh, it's gone down twelve spots. Oh no. Uh, so so that's unfortunate. And UTS has actually gone down only two. So ten more. Uh, so yeah. If we're being yeah. honest with ourselves. Exactly. You know. Um, Shout out to the RPI. I, I'm just I'm just waiting on Texas to start rising in the rankings because you know you know the other way to look at this. You know who's 21st in the RPI. Uh, that's Vanderbilt, and they're first in the country, which means the spot below Vanderbilt should be number two in the country, and that's Texas. So oh. Texas is actually ranked oh. right below Vanderbilt. Oh, okay. Yeah. Number two in the yeah. country, man. Can't get much yeah. better than that, yeah? I, I Vanderbilt's tw- 21st, and we're 22nd. I don't know what else that's supposed to tell Lovely. me. Lovely. Lovely. Uh, to no, be honest. I mean, a- ASU has a big series coming up against Washington State this weekend. Uh, might catch me on the call for a couple of those games. Uh, who knows? Uh Ooh. Uh, but anyway, that's besides the point. Uh, college baseball is fun. It's fun. And you know what Super else is fun. fun? You know, Owen, I let you talk about women's basketball. I let you talk about your team. I would like to let you know the Arizona State Sun Devils are the fourth best wrestling school in the country. Okay? This didn't get oh, a lot of I thought you were going to say they, they finished second in the consolation bracket of the NIT. You know what? 
in the, on the women's side. In the Fort Worth region. This, they, yeah, they were they were the second finishing team in the consolation bracket of the women's NIT. Uh, they lost to U of H in the final. In lovely so, Fort Worth, Texas. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. Um, anyway, no, we're the fourth best wrestling team. You know, we're not a wrestler. Maybe we are a wrestling school. You know? It sounds like you're Maybe a wrestling we are. school. That's Maybe embarrassing. we are. Wrestle it up. WWE. Let's go. Um, so on that, <laughs> the wrestlers on that, are going to get mad at you for that one. Yeah, no, no, don't they're going to hate you. We're, I'm going to get they're gonna destroyed. Hate you. Uh, oh I, I take all of that back. Um, I'm telling all my wrestling friends. Oh, that wow. You said they're in the WWE. I think we but, both, I yeah, think we both shout know out Brandon one. Courtney. Brandon Courtney is actually the second ranked or individual wrestler in the country. Uh, and he is in fact a junior at Arizona state. So. Forks up in wrestling school. Welcome to the Inferno, Owen. How does it feel? I am fully within it. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually looking at the rankings right now, though, as of February 23rd, and uh, Arizona State's tied for ninth, so I don't know what's up with that. Ah, oh, no. Um, Owen, we're going to yeah. close out the episode. It's been probably our best episode, probably. I, I've, I've enjoyed I know, it I, front to back. It has been amazing. It's been a roller coaster. It's been a roller coaster. I, ride I was of sad about the fact that that one of the I don't know which I don't remember which sport it was, but one of the UT teams lost this past week. But that's okay because the baseball team won. We're a baseball school. Uh, the basketball team won, so we're a basketball school. Shout out Charlie Collier, first pick in the WNBA draft. Uh, we are also a softball school and a tennis school, and we have pretty decent cafeteria food sometimes. Decent cafeteria food. They have menudo at the school. Yeah. You yeah, talked no, about it. it was mole. We mole. Had, they had some mole. They had some mole. They have mole. Yeah. Get it wasn't on, bad. Get on UT dining hall level, yeah? I'm saying. Come on. Uh, we're going to close out. We're closing up the episode with India. We know cricket. We know cricket. We love cricket. India beats England 3-2 to two in the T20 best of five series. A best of five series. They win. How about India? How about How India? About Good for them. Uh, Big ups to the boys. Big ups to the Indian cricket team. Uh, And this week's random cricketer of the week. Drum roll, please, Owen. Are you ready for Shubman Gill? Shubman Gill, 21 years old, out of Fazilka, India. He's 5'10". He made his test debut just less than a year ago, the day after Christmas on December 26th against Australia. Nice. And They're actually starting another series this week too. That was the T20 series. They're starting another one. It's the ODI. I don't know what that stands for. Uh, don't ask me. Uh, but they're playing each other again. So we've just got another series to look forward to. Yeah, you love it. Uh, you absolutely love it. The ODI stands for... One day international. Ah, one day yep. international. Fixed uh, it's number a three, of overs. It's a three match series. There's actually one is about to start in two hours. Now, yep. So we and might the game, have to stay up and tune into that. The game only lasts eight hours. Uh, good for them. Good for India. Congrats to India. And congrats to our cricketer of the week, Shubman Gill. Owen, it's been a pleasure as always. We're going to see. We're going to talk just two days from now and have another spirited discussion about Sweet 16 Elite Eight. Owen's got some bracketology to do to fix his bracket, which is currently in shambles. And I'm done. 
with that, on that note, if you want to follow Owen, you probably should. You're probably better off doing that. You're going to follow him at Owen Kiska. That's going to be with two eyes. Uh, you're going to follow me on Twitter, too, because why not? That's going to be at Wooly Zach. That's Wooly spelled W-O-O-L-L-E-Y. Two O's, two L's, and an E-Y. And you're going to follow our podcast because, you know, you've already followed me and Owen. So why not make it the trifecta? Our podcast well. is Controlled Chaos Pod at C-N-T-R-L-D Chaos Pod. On Twitter, you'll find Dot Chaos Radio, which we've talked about. You'll find our new episode dropping in two days. And, you know, you're just going to find a lot of laughs and a lot of fun. So you better follow all of our Twitter accounts or you're going to jail. You're going to go to jail. Don't oh, You don't want to go to jail. Right, Owen? No, I don't. Yeah. I would never want to. Never. No, never. No, never. So on that note, we thank you so much for tuning in to episode 32 of Controlled Chaos. We hope you all have a great week. Make this week your best week. Keep, your, keep that same energy and we will see you all on Thursday. One final hookah. Long-legged Larry was a frog at the pond. Jump so high, might miss him while he gone. Jump over anything, even King Kong. Jumping Jack Flash was his favorite song. Now once upon a time, there was a cat in a tree. Chased the squirrel up, been stuck since three. 